is my enemy. I don't want her in my life at all. And I that troubles my spirit. Mm, I imagine. Hey, listen, the theme today is back uh, from last week on the topic of dealing with, loving, caring for, being intentional with people that you love, people that have been in your life but are really difficult for lots of different reasons. It could be because of their behavior, their attitude, uh, their lifestyle, the direction they've taken, the goals that they've set, uh, any number of things that can make a person that you love difficult. And then we read as Christians, you know, honor mom and dad and honor those that uh, will wrong you and turn the other cheek and you're just tired of it. You're tired. How do you deal with it? All right, we're going to hear the rest of that call from Nicola, and I want you to know you can share your question or your advice, what you've learned on our storyline today at 888 We have callers already set. We'll get to uh, here uh, on, the, on the phone in a moment, including uh, Tammy and Michael and Landon. Hang on, we'll get to you guys here in a moment, but I want to let you hear the rest of the call from uh, Nicola. where 41 years old I just cannot take a mother who is awful to me and I was brought up in the church and scripturally and one of the things that antagonizes my spirit is that I'm supposed to honor a mother who is awful beyond expression she has stolen from me she has gotten in trouble a million times I've had to bail her out of jail I've had to go to court with her facing serious prison time she's been homeless due to gambling I've invited her in my home and she just disrespected it and it has not stopped and I'm to the point where I don't have any respect for her I find myself not even praying for her anymore and I was told to love your enemy as you love yourself and my own mother is my enemy and honor your mother and father so your days shall be long upon this earth. I can't do it anymore. I am exhausted. I don't want her in my life at all. And I that troubles my spirit. Well, I'm glad it troubles your spirit. It shows that you have a spirit that's growing and mature and in the Lord. You're just being gut honest. And there's a lot of people listening that says, yeah, I got people like that in my life too. And then I read this, honor my father and mother which can be really difficult. You know, the, the Hebrew word the Hebrew word for honor really means weight or weightiness. It talks about importance. And so I, I tell people in this kind of a situation, uh, your mom's important to you. You know why? Because if she wasn't, you wouldn't be worried about all this. It's because she's important to you and because it's a weighty relationship that you're tired, you're exhausted, you're sick, and you're upset about it, and you're, as you said, your spirit is troubled. That's all good things. I think you just cry out to God and say, God, I'm trying my best. I need your help. I want to honor this woman that is so unworthy of being honored. And then come to a decision of what does honor mean to you? This is a weighty relationship. You can only do what you can do. You can't change your mom. You're not responsible for your mom. You're not responsible for her behavior. And frankly, you're not responsible to allow her into your life every time she wants to be in your life. Boundaries are totally appropriate. I think we can, listen, I believe sometimes we honor a person by holding them accountable. Hello? I think that's an honorable thing to do. 
But what you need to work on is your own attitude to say, I'm doing this, I'm doing this intentionally because I love God and because I know this is a weighty relationship. And don't beat yourself up when you put boundaries in place. Because sometimes that's the only thing that'll help a person is when they realize that they can only push a person so far. We don't honor a person by allowing them to continue to do dumb things in our presence. That's not honorable. I hope that helps. And listen, take care of yourself too. Don't beat yourself up. Um, it sounds like you've got a growing spirit and don't allow Satan to get a foothold in there. You know, the bitterness that can start to grow and the anger and the hatred that can grow. Don't let that happen. That, then that becomes your problem. And that's your mom's problem. So I hope that helps. All right, let me go to the calls uh, that are on the phone here. Tammy is on the line in Georgia. Hi, Tammy. Appreciate your call. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome to the, the show. Go right ahead. What's your question? Well, I guess I have been praying about this since um, June of 21. And uh, I have a daughter-in-law that is bipolar and manic depressive. Um, she is really a piece of work. <laughs> um, I, I just need to know the best way to deal with this. She has now um, kept my husband and I and my daughter and my daughter's friend um, from seeing the grandchildren who we love and miss desperately. And I want to have a relationship with her, but I don't know how to... I don't know how. Where's your son in all this? Unfortunately, he's he has to side with his wife for the most part. Um, he doesn't like it. He tells me, he says, Mom, just give her time. But I have given her time in the past, and she and we grow close, and then she gets angry, and she says awful things, texts awful things, and hmm. she'll block me, and she'll block my husband, she'll block my daughter, she'll block our son from talking to us on, like, say, texting, social media, that sort of thing. Um, I have people who can see her Facebook, and she, they say that she says mean things about us, um, and... I just, I've gotten to the point, it used to be that, that we would try to text her back and, and say, you know, no matter what, we love you and we're praying for you and this, that, and the other. And, and now we just, we just don't even reply because anything that we would say, positive, negative, whatever, you know, uh, reminding her that, you know, we were not the, you know, I would love to say we're not the ones who started this, but that doesn't help. Anything negative or positive, just nothing really seems to help. Um, they say she's seeing a therapist. My son says she's seeing a therapist. If she is seeing a therapist, my therapist isn't doing very well. Um, and he or she has been her therapist since she was about 14, and she's 20. She'll be 25 in July. How old are your grandkids? Um, one is four and a half. The other is um, 17 months and the other is five months old. So she's whole, she's not allowing you to see them at all? No. Uh, we love them so much. They're such good babies. Okay. They're so beautiful. Well, I just love them. Tammy, listen. Um, a couple things. Can't change your daughter-in-law. Can't change your daughter-in-law. Um, 
I, and I've said this earlier, putting things in print can just come back to bite you. One of the things I learned, try to learn in, in my life is to um, keep anything I put in print factual, just factual. Times, dates, schedules, uh, or very appreciative, positive type of things. If there's a heart issue or there's a relationship problem, do what the Bible says. And I know you, you guys got a lot of barriers into this right now, but the Bible says when someone has an ought against you, a problem with you, you go to them directly. You don't text them. I think texting gets us into trouble. You ever send a text you want to withdraw it? You know, like, oh, oh, no, please. Not because of a typo. Just You just realize, ooh, that was dumb. Uh, and probably the walls have gone up between the two, between you guys, obviously. Um, and you know what? You, you've got one goal. One goal right now is you want to continue to have a relationship with your daughter, with your son, and with your grandkids. And, and the gatekeeper appears to be your daughter-in-law. And I think you need to be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Have you ever heard that before? Um, what that means is you'd be wise in your relationship with your daughter-in-law. You can't change her. Don't argue with her. Don't pick a fight with her. Uh, don't pick up an offense with her. Um, try to develop the best relationship you can because you said you've had good times and then she says awful things. When she does, that's when you need to put some boundaries in place and back off. But don't respond, Tammy, because as you know, the wall is up there and your goal is to have a relationship uh, with your grandkids. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's going to occur or not, uh, but I would continue mm-hmm. to work on trying to build a relationship so you can have access back to those grandkids again. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. I I, I have learned over the last year and a half that, uh, like you said, don't just respond. Don't mm-hmm. She won't understand a text, even if it's said in the most gentle words. It's I want to do a face to face, and I asked in January. I, I had my husband; he he was allowed to see the kids one day, and um, I told him when he when he went there, I said, "Ask her if she will have a a you know like we can bring pizza over and the four of us." And I said she could even have her mom if she feels like she needs so-called somebody quote unquote on her side um and i said let's just see you know let's talk this out face to face and she she declined um at the time she said and then i i said she did reach out through a text and she said something about i told you i don't want anything to do with you yada 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 and and i said Eventually, we need to talk. And she said she did respond, and she said eventually. And I thought that was a good thing. But then, all of a sudden, out of the blue, and because that was the beginning, uh, that was in January. And then all of a sudden, um, about a week ago, I just received a really mean papal text, and out totally out of the blue. And I thought, what is this? What is this? Is this? And with bipolar, I did read that. Um, seasons, changing seasons and various other things can kind of trigger that. And I thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, and I was very close with my son and I kind of thought, well, could she be jealous of that relationship? But I know the Bible says, you know, when my son takes a wife, he is to, to be with her and, and not, you know, with the parents basically. But well, Tammy, so, I think I, as I hear you talk, I, I would encourage you not to overanalyze this. I think you just 
follow some basic principles. Otherwise, you'll be responding to every email and every text. I think you've got to decide how you want to be and then be that way. Um, I, if, if this were me, I would call my son. I'd say, hey, can we have lunch together? And I wouldn't bring up her. I would just say, I love you, and we feel like we're really distant from you. That makes me really sad. That's really painful. What can we do? What can we do to help you? Because our goal is to help you be successful in your marriage. And don't badmouth his wife in any way or criticize her in any way. Um, I, when we get into that role as a grandparent or an in-law, I always, I've always taught in-laws, your job is to help your, your child be as successful as they possibly can in that relationship that they chose to be a part of. And that requires a lot of patience and forgiveness and backing off. That's what I encourage you to do. We'll be praying for you, Tammy. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. At the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, you'll have a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. Have you ever noticed that it's sometimes very difficult to feel intimate and close to your spouse? Well, I will teach you the power of one thing that will change your relationship for the rest of your lives. Join Dr. Randy for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night at 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jacksonass Church in Jackson and Friday, April 21st at Community Church, Mount Pleasant. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, and I hope you'll do that. That's coming up pretty soon now, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, just a little over a month away. Jackson at the uh, Jack's Naz, Jackson Nazarene Church, Thursday night, uh, uh, April 20th, and then uh, Friday night in Mount Pleasant at the Community Church. So if you don't have your tickets, I hope you will. The Friday night event's um, getting close to sellout here, and we don't want you to miss it. Thursday night, Jackson. Friday night, Mount Pleasant. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show today. Hey, how are you? Good, good. I can hear you. What's your question? So my question was, how do you forgive someone who unintentionally hurt you? Unintentionally hurt you. Okay, can can you speak up a little bit, a little bit distant? Okay. Okay. Uh, how yes. do you forgive them? Um, what are you struggling with? Why is it hard for you to forgive them if they unintentionally hurt you? So they um, is mostly like they're going through some more personal things that I know that they're dealing with, and so I feel like all the stress or um, you know trauma that they've received at a young age or a current age mm-hmm. was really. Like they're they're kind of um, in my way. I feel like putting like that trauma or whatever happened to them on me and making it seem like it was my fault when I'm trying to be there and help the person. And I feel like they're unintentionally hurting me without them knowing it. And when I try to open up and explain that to the person, they seem kind of very close-minded to the idea of maybe that okay, hey, I need to analyze 
I'm hurting someone I really care about and the person cares about me, but they don't see it that way at all. So I was trying to see how do you like really forgive it? I forgive it in my heart. And I know that because I, I forgive a lot of people and a lot of things that, you know, that are unforgiveful, but you know, we got to forgive and try to move on. But I feel like this one is more stuck in my head more than anything. So when they say the, the the fact that they're unintentionally hurting you, you feel like they're blaming you for something. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think if if they're blaming you for something that you weren't responsible for, uh, maybe you need to sit down and just have a, an honest talk with them and just say, "Hey, I, I'm feeling like you know I'm being blamed for this. Can we talk this through? Um, maybe you know maybe they were." wasn't so unintentional. Maybe it was intentional what they said. Maybe they really believe that. And in the process of saying that to you, they they wanted you to feel responsible. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making a guess here. But um, I don't think sometimes, sometimes we can rush to forgiveness implying we don't need to deal with an issue. And that's a mistake. That's kind of like having uh, an infection on your arm and you put a band-aid over it just say well it'll go away i'll put some stuff on there it'll be okay we got infection you got to deal with the infection so i'm wondering uh when the bible says someone has an odd against you go to that person maybe you need to just sit down with them and say hey listen i love you and this is what i was feeling when you said that can you clarify that can we get to the bottom of this can we be clear on what's going on and and so there's at least have an opportunity to try to clear the air it may not come to an agreement but forgiveness, I think sometimes we can rush to it too quickly. Now, we got to get there, obviously, but we can ru- rush there, and in the process, we leave an open wound that needs to be uh, be addressed. I hope that helps, Michael. I appreciate your call. All right, we got some more calls uh, that have come in on our comment line. Here's uh, Beverly that uh, shared a comment with us uh, just a little a little while ago. Yes, Dr. Randy, my name is Beverly, and I have a very difficult person in my life, and I can't run away from this person because this person is my son. He's 16, he turned 16 in January, and he's mean, he's disrespectful, he's rude, he shows no compassion, and he doesn't talk to me the way that he should. And I've tried everything. And I am now to the point where a part of me wants to give up on him. But because of the love of the Lord and the love that I have for him, I just, I can't give up on him. I have such wonderful things that people say about him. How courteous he is and how polite he is and what a pleasure he is to have around. But I see none of that. I'm just, I am at the end of my rope, and I do pray all the time, and I look for answers in the Word, and it does help me. It helps me quite a bit, and if it wasn't for my Lord being in my life and giving me the strength, I think that I would have thrown a towel in on this young man a long time ago. I would love to hear from you. Maybe you can give me some pointers or some advice, anything. At this point, I am open to just about anything. Well, 
Beverly, what I heard was that you are sick and tired of being the punching bag for your 16-year-old son. And my guess is he's a hurting dude. Something's going on in his life that causes him to hurt. And as we know, hurt people hurt people. And you're the closest, safest punching bag for him to hit. And so he's doing that with his words and so on. Um, and you're tired of it. And the reason I say this is because you, you also went on to say that everybody else thinks he's a, you know, he's a, uh, the greatest kid in the world here. He's capable and he's loving and he's, re- he's tremendous and they love being around him. And you're thinking, hello, is this the same child that's coming home here every night? And so you got a couple things going on here as, as I see it, uh, Beverly. One is maybe he needs to get some help to find out what's going on in his life so he can process at 16 what's happened. I don't know if it's a relationship with a dad or life or been hurt or something, but to, to help him get some help to deal with his hurt. Two, listen, this is really important, Beverly. He won't respect you any more than you respect yourself. And he will grow up and treat women like he treats you because you're his mom. You're the, the first closest representation of how to treat women. And so you, you shouldn't be taking this guff, this, this stuff from him. And uh, when you feel like he's doing that, you need to hold him accountable. 16, what do you do? Can't drive my car. You're going to have some other accountability. Whatever it is, but you need to have some consequences for this kind of behavior. So two things. See if you can help him get somebody to talk to, what's going on in his life. Son, I love you. You you seem to be hurting a lot. I don't know what's going on in your life. Um, All I'm knowing is you're taking it out on me and I'm done with it. I'm not here to be, you know, your punching bag emotionally. I love you and I take care of you, but I'm not going to be pushed around. And so... Whatever it is, I'll help you find some help. I'll listen to you, but but I'm not going to be talked to that way or treated this way. Um, because I love you and I love God and I got to be responsible as your mom to do the best job. And uh, that's what's really important. Hope that helps, Beverly. Thanks much. Quick break. We'll be back. What is the greatest threat to your peace and happiness today? Many things in life pose unique threats and can easily get out of control. That's why it's best to deal with them while they're small and manageable. As we approach our spring fundraiser, will you support the Ministry of Intentional Living? Give right now and you'll receive Dr. Randy's teaching titled, Your Personal Threat Assessment where he provides inspiration that will prepare you for the threats you'll face in your life. Give $30 a month or more or a special gift of $360. When you give, you'll get the teaching and other intentional living tools sent directly to your inbox each month, along with this month's exclusive offer of the Intentional Living Chronological Bible. This special Bible orders the books, chapters, and verses as they actually happened. Your continuing support helps people live intentional lives for Christ in a world that often threatens their peace and happiness. Give right now by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Thank you, Kurt, for that reminder. The Intentional Word Chronological Bible, ready to come to you. Most powerful of all resources, a great way to start an intentional Bible reading plan, spiritual growth. Uh, the Bible in chronological order. It's amazing. And uh, we're sending it to new members that are joining us. Thank you, $30 a month to help us with our listener-supported intentional living, helping people to figure out what pleases Christ and then do it. 
for His glory and for the benefit of those that we love, helping save marriages and families, helping people come to Christ, understand the gospel is important. It changes lives. You're helping make all this uh, uh, able to be shared. And thank you. Just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or during West Coast Business Hours, you can call 888-888-1717 and uh, press number two to talk to our staff. That's uh, 888-888-1717. Talking about difficult people today. Hi, my name is Brenda. My question, um, I guess, is basically whether I need to feel guilty about not reaching out at this point to in-laws. We didn't have a real great, I guess it was a superficial type of uh, relationship even while my husband was alive and he died seven years ago and since then I've not had any correspondence um, with them at all. I guess basically, as I said, I'm, I'm asking if, if I need to feel guilty about that. They've not reached out to me, so there's been nothing, and I guess that's fine with me. I, as I said, I don't know. Should I feel guilty? Should I be the one reaching out? Thank you. Mm. Well, Brenda, you know, I don't think I don't think you would be asking the question unless you were feeling guilty now. Because if you weren't feeling guilty, you'd be out playing golf or doing something else. And yet you heard us talking about difficult people, and your first thought was, my in-laws. And you kind of hesitated when you said things like, well, it's kind of okay to me if we don't stay in touch. My guess is there's something going on in your life, in your heart, that you're feeling that you need to at least stay in touch with the in-laws. I didn't hear there was a big problem with them, just it was kind of superficial. Uh, I, I guess if we could talk, I would ask questions like, why would you like to stay in touch with them? Why not? Um, what difference does it make? Your husband is gone now in terms of that. Is that a connection? Is this some way to honor your husband? Are there kids involved? Do you have grandkids involved? Uh, and I always tell people that emotion, or I should say, yeah, emotions like guilt should should be a fuel that drive us. What I mean is if we're feeling guilty or worried or anger or whatever it is, we should look at, a, look at the emotion as a fuel that would drive us somewhere. And I'd ask the question, is, is the guilt legitimate? Is it legitimate? Should, should you be keeping in touch with them? Is there a ministry you could have to them? Do they not know Christ and you do? Are there kids that are involved? In, and this would be building relationship. Uh, is there some way you can... Continue, continue a legacy that you had in your own marriage. So I would use the guilt to drive you in a healthy direction. Ultimately, yeah, I think it's important to at least keep a, a relationship, cards, notes, uh, whatever it is along the way, but have realistic expectations. Hmm. All right, uh, we're out of time today. Thank you, uh, Jennifer. Appreciate uh, your engineering today. Stephen, our senior producer for the show, thank you. And all of you on Facebook, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Gino, for making that work. Uh, we love that. I hope you take time to share it with others. Join us on our podcast. If you missed any part of today's show, all of our shows are available for you online at our website. Go to theintentionallife.com uh, and share it with others. We appreciate it. Thank you for your prayers and your financial support to help us. Watch for us in Michigan coming in just a few weeks. Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.